Hello everyone and welcome back to the World Explorer podcast. This is the podcast where we take a random prompt and we build an entire world around it. My name is Casey and as always I'm joined by our prompt master Isaac. Hello there. So today we are world building spaceships and aliens because uh, you might have seen on the news semi recently, this was a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, there's been a bunch of UFOs entering uh, the US airspace and over Canada. And one of them, they were saying, oh, it had no known propulsion system. And so that got me thinking about alien technology and how they would uh, have them fly around with no known propulsion system. And I started thinking about gravity and how everything in the universe has some gravity into it. And uh, so in a way, we're being pulled in all directions from different objects throughout the universe. It's mm -hmm. just that whatever we're closest to has the strongest effect on us. And the bigger it is, mm -hmm. the stronger the effect is. So I thought, what if... Uh, there was some alien technology that just set up a network sort of connection between all the different masses uh, throughout the universe, uh, so different planets, different asteroids, etc. And then they lock onto those objects' gravity, and then yeah, and then increase their connection between, say, like the, uh, a, um, their ship and a star. And the star then starts pulling the ship towards it. And that is how these spaceships are able to fly around throughout the galaxy. So, tractor beams? Kind of, yeah. But with, like, bigger, farther away objects? I was thinking it's more like a reverse tractor beam, where rather than uh, the ship locking onto something and pulling it towards it, the ship is locking onto something more like a grappling hook and pulling itself towards that object. Okay. Uh, so is there like a distance limit between, or? I don't know. I mean, objects are light years away, so. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of crazy. That idea that you could lock onto a, the gravity of a star that is several light years away. Well, the gravity of the that. star is still affecting you, even if it is light years away. Yeah, but then, like, to harness that, so that way you could go up two feet? Well, I was thinking about, like, you know, zipping across the galaxy. Like, it, so it could pull you at light speed? Uh, probably? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How, you would have to, because you can't really travel galaxy without light speed. True. Um, so it would let you travel light speed... I mean, actually, you have to travel, technically, you have to travel faster than light speed to actually travel the universe, galaxy. That's true. So, so are we, is in this world, are we saying, like, gravity is faster than light? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Although, I don't know how fast gravity is. Like, how do you... I don't, I don't know if gravity has a speed, or I don't if it even, just exists. I don't even, I never even fully understood what gravity is, other than it's the force that pulls you towards a large object. So I think gravity kind of just exists, uh, and depending on the size and the strength of it, that, that affects how fast 
or strong of a pull uh, an object has towards it. So I guess it, based off of that logic, it could theoretically be possible that gravity could pull something faster than the speed of light, possibly, maybe, in a fictional story. Yeah, I mean, this is fiction, so we can do whatever we yes. want so long as we make it make sense within the world. It makes sense in my head. <laughs> Okay, where else do we want to take this? Because that was just my initial, like, con little world-building concept. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely certain how far we can build off of this, but I thought it was a really I, cool well, idea. So, we have these creatures now that can play with gravity. They can use it to transport. Is it something that they... So, I, I'm going to assume they have to be inside the ship to use it, because the ship would like help regulate pressure and stuff like that somehow. Um, I would say absolutely. Yeah, if you're outside the ship, you just get like squished. Yeah, one hundred percent. Pulled apart in a thousand pieces. Yeah, lots of pain. Uh, so now, now we have aliens that can travel faster than the speed of light because they travel the speed of gravity. Whatever that is. We're rolling with it. So what do these speed of gravity creatures look like? We can just world build some aliens for fun. Uh, what would a creature look like that is trying to, that would try to like manipulate or escape gravity? I don't know. Um, I, I kept thinking jelly creature. I was thinking but... some sort of slime creature. Yeah, okay, so we're on the same, same wavelength there. I, whenever I think of like gravity and like that a things being weird with gravity it's always a slime creature i mean maybe maybe they are uh liquid creatures like like very maybe in an environment with gravity they just turn into a puddle and so their ships they've oh. actually designed are actually designed to not have gravity turned on or at least it's like very minimal gravity so that they can still keep their form because if you were to like say dump out a bottle of water in space the water does like to clump together in like one big ball of water that just sort of floats around yeah. and so maybe these creatures are some sort of uh liquid probably uh, obviously it would be a little bit thicker than water and that would also help with them hold help them hold together and the reason that they're able to use gravity to fly around is because they've studied gravity enough and done and made enough technology based around gravity so that they don't fall apart and turn into puddles. And so they just took that technology and converted it into a uh, transportation system. Yeah, but okay, well, let's make it clear. These, these are a creature that exists. Uh, in the beginning, they had to have control over themselves in some form in order to start inventing technology. What if they uh, lived in something like a nebula? So just out in space? Yeah, because it would have to be a very low gravity environment. Yeah. And then I guess it maybe they, maybe they have a weird ability already where they can kind of move through space on their own. So maybe they have like a minor attract, like an ability to I know, be attracted to things that are further distance than we are, 
and to turn off and like to I guess pinpoint what what they want to be attracted to uh, gravity wise so they could see a rock over some place and they could be like I want to be attracted to that focus in and move towards it as like a little blobby unit okay that could work and then or they could turn it off and switch so almost living like in an asteroid belt or something might even be even better for them just a place with a lot of pinpoints that they could traverse around uh, and then they could get minerals from the media from like the rocks and the different things that are floating in that area and from that they could start making like spaceships that I guess harness their ability and then take it to extremes so they can travel yeah I would say it would either harness their ability or it would uh, re- artificially create their ability I'm just saying they understand their own biology and they have an understanding of how it works and so they just uh, they they recreate it essentially in a mechanical form instead of uh, like a uh, technological form instead of an organic form. Yeah, I guess it kind of just depends if you want other people to be able to use the spaceship or not, or if it has to be used by one of these creatures. Oh, that's a good point. We could make it so that only these creatures can use it and that's by design yeah in which case i feel like the whole thing about the spaceship would be that it's harnessing their own ability and just magnifying it because just because we understand how ability works doesn't mean we can replicate it and especially when you're just out in space with just space rocks the idea that they could find a way to replicate it might not be possible it might not be like of a believable thing, but the idea that they could find a ma- material out there that amplifies their ability to an extreme and create a spaceship about that that lets them travel, I feel like that's a bit more believable. Yeah. I mean, I was also thinking about how uh, we as humans create technology to mimic humans. Like, we have artificial intelligence to mimic thought, we have robots that can walk around and climb on stuff like humans mm-hmm. can. Uh, the cameras that uh, that uh, mimic our ability to see things, like, and I was thinking maybe they found a way to also mimic their ability. I don't think it's far, too far fetched to say that they found a way to mimic one of their own abilities. It's just a technology and science that we would not understand yet. I think we like to, if we're co- continuing the human comparison, something we tend to do is we start with amplifying our own abilities first. So things, you know, we had like a telescope before we had a camera or and stuff like that. So I feel like the idea of them starting out amplifying and then later, especially now that they can travel and they can like explore other places really easily and get other resources and stuff, then yeah, it would make sense eventually they'd learn how to replicate. Okay, so it really depends on like at what point in time do you want to make this take place yeah could have this exist in a future scenario where they have invented the ability for others to use it so that anybody can use a ship but they've also still got those older ships scattered about laying around that can only be used by their own species and maybe it's a little bit harder to use i imagine it being something like a stick shift uh (laughs) where not everybody is able to use a stick shift but but they're still around even though they're not being made anymore because yeah. we have automatics. Yeah. Yeah, my brother drives a stick ship still. So. Uh where where else are we going with this world? 
I had a thought and I oh. lost it, so I'm just trying to find it where it went. <laughs> Look under the sofa. No, it's probably gone forever. Um, I don't have a sofa. Look under the chair. I have like 12 chairs. You'll have to be more specific. Okay, line them up and make a sofa <laughs> and then look under it. I don't think that's how sofas work. Sofas are just really wide chairs. And if you stick a bunch of chairs together, you've got a really wide chair. All you got to do is slap a blanket on there to act as a cushion. And bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a sofa to look under. Okay, well, uh, someone who has now can honestly say she has been professionally trained in studying furniture terminology that is not a sofa. Wow. I feel so, so undereducated, uh, uneducated for this conversation. Right. I'm going I, up no, against somebody who, who has studied the terminology of furniture. I have. It's really sad. Okay, so line up the chairs and look under the futon. Okay, you know, after all... Okay, we're not going to go into futons. <laughs> but <laughs> after all that, that thought is so far gone now. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's never coming so back. Let's try this again. Where else are we going with this world? Because I honestly feel like it's done. It's just like one bit, one element of like what you could place in a much larger world. A much larger universe, I guess. We can't be done. Okay, so we have these... So let, let's go back to like how these creatures can actually explore the galaxy. Because we have this idea that they're, they're, effect, they're horribly affected by gravity. In the sense that if they enter into a place with strong enough gravity, they turn into puddles. Um, so how do they combat that? Or was there a point where they went to like... So they, they finally built the spaceship. They got it working. They're super excited. Uh, is, there, is there a thing where like a whole society of them went off to a planet, got really excited, walked out of the planet, and then just puddleized and died? Uh, maybe. That's totally possible. Yeah. I mean, it could be a situation where uh, they just kind of know because they've experienced lower gravity on things like asteroids and they've noticed like some bigger asteroids pull us down harder and hey, that causes us to start, uh, you know, falling apart and puddleizing. Uh, so let's avoid the bigger objects if we can. Okay, but now they want to explore the bigger objects, so they have to solve that. And problem. then that's where they start building ships. Now, my question here is, how does something like a puddle monster, or a water monster, whatever, uh, dig and mine and build? Especially build, like, if they're working with electronics, liquids and electronics don't generally mix. I, it, I guess it depends on what type of liquid it is, or how they're held together, even. Because the truth of the matter is, you don't actually ever get wet, you just feel wet. So, water, so po there's a possibility if they're, like, held out together, then, like, that if it's, they solidify enough, they can still hold and interact with things. And it might just feel, they'll probably feel, like, icky and weird, but they're not actually going to get things Oh, so wet. maybe, like, they essentially increase the surface tension of their liquid. Essentially, their skin would be the surface tension of water. 
And so they're able to just increase that strength, which is which would help with holding them together in areas that do have some gravity. It could just be a very draining process, so it's or something that takes a lot of focus. So it could be that they have like people who are specialized who are just better at it than others are, and they'll be the ones that are actually, you know, building the spaceships and thing or at least working with the more uh breakable components versus other creatures or other people in the society who can't do it and therefore they're going to do more of the manual labor like mining resources and stuff that it doesn't matter if they get wet okay so if if these creatures were to go on to a planet like say earth uh would they be able to hold themselves together for long enough to maybe like step out of the ship and have a conversation and get back in or would it just be too much gravity and they'd immediately collapse? We have pretty strong gravity. Yeah. We, we like, I'm pretty sure our planet has one of the strongest gravities. I mean, I don't know um, about that, but... I, but, like, we have we have a good chunk of gravity just because of how solid our planet yeah, is. Yeah, we do have a lot of mass. Uh, so, I don't think they'd do well on Earth. I think they could do it on a place like Pluto. Yeah, on a place like Pluto, I think they'd be fine. Maybe Mars. Mars, maybe they could do it for, like, a minute, but then they die. Yeah, and it's... Maybe the technology people could do it a bit longer. Uh, But Earth, I think Earth would kill them. Yeah, so they've got to be careful where they step out. And if they step out... Unless... I mean, unless they create clothing for themselves that, like, keeps their shape. Well, I... But then again, I don't know how they'd move, like, if they just lose all bodily functions. Oh, I just thought about something. If these creatures are floating around in space and they're getting onto asteroids and things, they are liquid, but they don't freeze. No. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm trying to think of why they don't freeze. Yeah, but they're also magic space liquid creatures that can build spaceships. Do we really need but, to? Know I, I why mean, they you don't you move? go on to the dark side of the moon, you're frozen. You go on to the lit up side, you're you're burning. Like extreme temperatures, yeah. Yeah, and they just don't evaporate and they don't freeze. Yeah. Uh, they've got they've got a large temperature radius. I mean, I guess maybe because the way that something freezes or uh, um, or liquefies and turns into gases based on like how much space there is between molecules and how compressed things are and uh, how much energy there is that's causing the molecules to bounce around like there's more space between them and there's more energy then that means it's hotter and it can turn into a gas but in the, in the opposite is true if it turns into a yeah. solid so maybe they just have control over the amount of energy within their uh their bodies so like maybe they're able to hold on to energy it like essentially hold on to energy like a battery when they're in a cold climate so that they don't freeze but then in the, a much warmer climate they're able to shield out a lot of the energy or like they have built in sunblock or they can release excess energy very easily so that they don't evaporate. So would they have to 
fluctuate between cold and heat ever, or do they need like a slow process? Like they can't go in from one extreme temperature to another extreme. I think they'd be able to go from one extreme to another extreme just fine. But similar to the gravity situation, I think they could only handle one extreme for so long before, uh, They'd yeah, because if you're, because you can only hold on to the energy to keep yourself from freezing for so long before eventually the cold gets to you and you freeze. But, uh, with the heat... So now we have a little asteroid belt in which these creatures have to constantly, like, pull themselves to different areas to keep their temperature regulated while also trying to mine and build up a society. Yeah, I mean, all it is is every once in a while going to a part of a, uh asteroid that is shielded from the sun and another part that is sunny. Or they could be in an area that maybe they're on a planet with very low gravity, but it has an atmosphere to help keep a more consistent temperature i know but i think the fun part about these creatures is that they're living out in space and not on an actual planet okay so what if, okay what about this what if there's an asteroid belt that has an atmosphere is that possible you are asking the wrong person i can tell you about furniture <laughs> i cannot tell you about i mean i think that i think that it would be because like so long as there was some reason for the the uh gas to be there to cause the the atmosphere to occur and the atmosphere is drawn to the gravity of the asteroid belt i don't see why it w couldn't have uh an atmosphere it just needs a reason for the atmosphere to be there in the first place so according to google Asteroids and the asteroid belts are too small to retain an atmosphere. The asteroid belt itself has is best described as open space and therefore does not have an atmosphere. Okay, so the asteroids are too small. What if we had a whole bunch of tiny... No, I think they would all just cl um, together and become a big asteroid. Never mind. Yeah. Um... So the problem is to have the atmosphere, we need gravity. But if we have gravity, we kill these people. Yes, so we've created a creature that just can't survive. <laughs> I mean, again, if it keeps on switching back and forth between... Okay, okay, no, no, I think I think what we need is we have to go back to the temperature thing and find a new solution, because it's killing these creatures quite literally. Okay, uh, how do they survive so, then? I mean, if the asteroid itself has a consistent temperature, then that just might be that that's not like their freezing or boiling point. And they just have a weirder, like, they're just on a different spectrum for that. Because this asteroid belt could be, like, ages away from a sun and then it's just extremely cold. But they just have a r extreme, like, non-freezing points. Like, it'd have to be almost impossibly cold for them to freeze. Um, which just means if they were to go to a place like Earth, not only would the gravity crush them, but they would turn into air like that. So they would go, puddle air done. Because they just, yeah, they just evaporate. Okay. Uh, so, I imagine a place like, um, I don't know what it's called, like the outer ring of our solar system where all the dwarf planets are. You know, where Pluto used to be classified as a planet. Okay, uh, so we got all those different 
dwarf planets orbiting around the uh, solar system. I imagine they'd probably live in some place like that. Lower gravity, yeah. far, uh, far from the sun. Have a slightly more consistent temperature. They can dance around and find all the cool, real, weird materials that they can then use to amplify their ability to go on mass traveling adventures where they can never leave their ship because if they do, they will either turn into a puddle or evaporate, depending on the environment. Would they create suits with regulated temperatures? Kind of like how we create uh, suits so that we can go into space and not dive, you know, uh, suffocation or burning to death or freezing. I could see that happening. I just don't know how they'd fix like the gravity issue. So yeah, sure they're not good. They'll now they step on the Earth and they have the suit and they're not going to evaporate. But now they're kind of like melted inside the suit or puddleized, I should say, inside the suit. Unless they somehow create these suits to be like connected to their brainwaves so they can control the suit through their minds and not have to use their body to do it, like their robot suits. I mean, I'm just thinking uh, that they would just be temperature regulated. That's, that's all I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that solves that issue. They're not going to evaporate. That's great. But when they're affected by gravity... Maybe it just holds them together? They they lose all ability to move muscles. Yeah, but that doesn't change. Like you could be, you could keep water in a bowl, but that doesn't change the fact that the water can't yeah, move on yeah. its own. So, I guess it would have to change the gravity for them as well. I don't know how that would work. Like, do we do we, do we have that ability? I mean, we we do things where we can play with gravity some, but. So do, are they like so? Do they make like mini? You know how we can have like a anti gravity experiences and stuff nowadays without ever having to go anywhere for yeah. it. Would they just create that inside their suits so they have this like temperature regulated anti gravity chamber? Yeah, because I was thinking that the reason the ship is able to get around, they're able to exist within the ship without being pulled down. Obviously, because it's a big chamber. Uh, you probably need something large to be able to house the technology and energy required to uh, manipulate the gravity in that way. Could you fit it into a spacesuit? Well, I mean, so I guess it depends what they're using, because at the same time, the spaceship is created so that you can go the speed of gravity, which we have established as faster than the speed of light. Um, so, which I'm sure takes a lot more power. Meanwhile, the suit all it's doing is allowing like creatures to take a couple of steps and walk around at normal pace without turning into a puddle. But I also don't get... My brain's trying to wrap around the idea of this suit existing that has no gravity inside it, but at the same time still allows them to use their gravity ability through the suit without being affected by Earth's gravity itself, which I don't think works. So I, I literally think we're at a point where, yeah, they can survive on Earth, but they also kind of just stand there, and they can't go anywhere. So I just looked it up, and this says uh -huh. that uh, the speed of gravity is between 0 0.8 and 
and 1.2 times the speed of light. So it's essential. So on average, it's the equivalent what? of the speed of light. Huh. So gravity does actually have a speed. I mean, I really want to know how they managed to test this and figure this out. Like, what was the calculation to learn the speed of gravity? Because it's a constant thing that just always exists and is just always happening. I mean, light, you can at least turn off and then turn back on and like, see how long it takes for it to reach point A to point B, but gravity doesn't turn off. Uh, anyway. But it is 1.2 times... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is all very much beyond me. Yeah, I mean, I'm just spitting out random stuff that I think would make for a cool world. No, I, I think we... I honestly think we need to stop talking about light speed and start actually talking about traveling the speed of gravity instead. We should make this a yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, it actually works and it makes sense. It's faster, apparently, by point two. I mean, potentially faster. I mean, it's like as fast... In general, because the speed of light uh, does change somewhat, but if you if somebody ever tells you nothing is faster than the speed of light, you can say, "Well, actually, gravity can be faster than the speed of light." This is your fun. Look at that. We're we're educating people on more than world building today. Yeah, and be and uh, people thought that you couldn't move faster than uh, light. Here's another uh, fun thought. So does, uh, this is somewhat unrelated, but does darkness and shadow move faster than the speed of light? N no, cause darkness and shadow, is it just, is, that's the thing that just exists. Well, light is an entity that moves into it. So you mean like, so uh, Darkness is just the absence of light, essentially. Well, yes. Okay, so can that absence, like, move, like an area that is, uh, like, uh, like, if you have control over an area that has no light in it, and if you can manipulate where that area is, you could theoretically have um, a shadow that is moving faster than the speed of light if you were to say position a, if you had a ridiculously powerful light to that, and they cast a shadow on an object that was extremely far away and then just like moved the object it moved like your finger throughout through the light to make the shadow move extremely quickly if you go far, if you have the bright enough light and you theoretically were to have the thing that you're casting your shadow on too far enough away, it'll ju it'll just get faster and faster and faster to the point where you could move faster than light. I mean, I, I can picture what you're saying. <laughs> I, this is beyond me. I think I'm just going to go return to, to studying chairs. Like, I... <laughs> I... This is this is why I'm not a scientist. Or I'm sure that th that uh, there will be scientists who dis who disagree with me and say, "No, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't work because da 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 da." And the speed of light cannot actually be reached by this method because the light won't reach the surface of whatever it is to shine on, or something like that. 
the thing is, I I would be that person if I could, uh, but I do not have the knowledge to be that person, so I'm not going to try to. Anyway, back to gravity. And these creatures. Yeah, uh, where so else are we going with these creatures and gravity? You mean other than the fact that if they stepped onto Earth, they just nothing happens and they're stuck there until someone pulls them back into the spaceship? Yeah. I mean, how do they get pulled back to the spaceship? Like, if they if they puddleize, do they die or do are they just puddles? Like, maybe are they puddles and they're still alive, but once they, I guess, disperse enough or they evaporate or whatever, then they die. Yeah, evaporation definitely kills them. No doubt about that. Uh, puddleizing. I I guess yeah. I guess it depends how separated they get. Yeah, for, at first it could just be immobilization. These pe like these creatures have lost bits of themselves over time through accidental puddleization and loss of bits. But as long as they have the majority of themselves, they can they'll be okay. I think that they can replenish uh, parts of their body. So like if they lose some liquid, they can replenish it by you know adding in some water or whatever other material it is that they're made of. There's no liquid out in space, so I don't know how that works, but... Well, there's uh, ice out in space. That's true. Um... I don't know, I had a thought that these creatures, the way that they're built up... Uh, just an interesting idea, I guess, more so, taking it in a slightly different direction, uh, is that if a creature, like, loses a bit of itself, it might lose memories or something or there's like a cost to it so their brains is their whole body so if they lose little pieces of themselves then they've lost like either a memory or the ability to like know how to do something uh so that that's like the danger of the real danger of puddleizing and reforming without reforming with everything every piece of you but could also be kind of fun because it means maybe you could absorb other they could absorb each other's memories so if you puddleize and someone comes in and like, if two of them puddleize together, they could form one being with all the memories. That th this feels like uh, it's going into Ruby territory with Oscar. Uh, well. An Ozpin. They didn't turn into puddles, blend no, together, but they're, they're, and then they're fusing together to be one being. With the shared memories and conscience. Well, isn't and the whole thing that like Oscar is slowly losing himself too? Yeah, it's just that this one would be more instantaneous. Yes, and this one would also be like the two would live together, like all the memories would live together. Unlike Oscar, who's just—I don't like what's happening to Oscar in the show, and I don't think they talk about it enough in the they're, show. They're slowly killing him. They are, and none of the other characters are acknowledging it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> you know, we could also be just really off on talking about that because we can't watch the new season. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Uh, they, wait, just waiting for the rest of it to come out and then just binging it all with a free trial. Yeah, sorry, guys, we're poor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's just an idea. I, I thought it could be a fun feature. And you know, have more of a cost of solidifying, like of uh, of melting and losing bits of yourself than just, oh no, you have a temporary hole until it grows back. Yeah, I think that's definitely an interesting idea that we could use. 
Uh, so something else I'm thinking is maybe unlike, say, humans, where we uh, forget things over time, maybe this uh, species does not. Like, they essentially have mm -hmm. unlimited amount of storage in their memory and their brain, and this could yeah. help explain why they became so advanced. Is because so if they take care of themselves and they don't puddleize or anything, they can live for a very long time, and they retain all of their memories. But once they puddleize, then they start taking a massive hit. They start losing a lot of their memories. Because when you have so much memory, like it potentially like decades stored up in a tiny bit of liquid, and then you lose that, you could have just lost decades of your life. Oh, that's a good point. Especially if these are more eternal beings. And, but they have a set size, then yeah, every little bit of them would have so many memories. And and then if you have it where they decide, like two creatures decide to come together because they have distinct memories and they think if they come together they'll be able to solve a problem better, uh, and they do that, then you have like centuries upon centuries upon centuries of memories in one little being. So if you lose all of that, that's just... I would never leave the spaceship suit. Just want to <laughs> stay in there with all my little memories. <laughs> yeah, probably the same. Like, I what if maybe these uh, creatures, once they started creating their spaceships and their suits, like they just decided to hang out in them for fear of uh, puddleizing and dying, and so they they I, they've, I think uh, that they're I think they're torn. These are creatures that you know when you live that long, life gets boring. So they want to explore other planets. They want to go and do it. Like, they built the spaceship because I guess, you know, if you're floating in space for centuries, eventually you're going to want to do something else. Uh, so they're bored. So they want to explore and they want to meet other creatures and learn new materials and gain new experiences. But yeah, they're also terrified of puddleizing and losing those memories that they also so greatly long to create. kind of feel sorry for them. Yeah, this is a sad life for these aliens. We've created a really pitiful creature. A really smart, intelligent, interesting creature, but also a really sad and pitiful creature. Alright, uh, next question. Um, because someone in this universe is gonna ask it, how can we take this gravity ability and then weaponize it? Because uh, you mean other than having a slime cre a spaceship come barreling at you at the speed of gravity? That's my immediate thought, is, is you've got essentially light speed ramming. Yeah. Or you just lock on, and the thing is, it, it would be incredibly accurate too, you like just lock onto a target and you pull, you're pulled directly at it. Yeah, I'm sure that would be detrimental to the spaceship, but they might be able to weaponize well, no. it. In no, it wouldn't be. If it's moving oh. at that kind of speed, the spaceship will be fine. I don't know how speed travel works. Okay, so generally, like, if you've got an object, um, even a delicate object, if it's traveling fast enough, it will destroy, like, whatever's in front of it. But if it is, but if it's traveling fast enough, it can also remain intact 
Like, for example, I saw a picture of a piece of wheat that was caught in a tornado and it was flung into a tree and it shot through the tree like an arrow. Like it, was, it pierced the entire tree and was just stuck in there intact because of the speed at which the tornado had flung it into the tree. So I imagine if a ship is traveling at the speed of gravity and hitting a planet, it would probably be fine, or at, least, at the very least receive minimal damage. But the planet would not be. Yeah, the planet would be gone, but uh, well, the, ship would, the ship would probably be fine at that kind of speed. Oh, I'm glad we created these creatures as experience-loving things and not destructive entities. <laughs> yeah, because if they wanted to go and blow stuff up, I mean, they could. I mean, what what happens? Maybe uh, what happens is their their ships can only be controlled by them, and they are very uh, peaceful creatures. But then they, they decide to start creating them where anybody can use them, and now someone starts going around blowing up planets. Well, that's a problem. And there's <laughs> the premise for the story. Stop the, stop the villains from blowing up planets. And now you have some of these, these blob creatures who feel really bad about having introduced this technology in the world and given it to these people. And now they're on a quest to take their technology back and like destroy it while also destroying whoever's doing this while at the same time trying not to puddleize. Yeah. It sounds like a dark comedy. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, I think this is a good place to leave it off. I wasn't sure where all we could take this uh, gravity concept, but I think it worked out. Little puddle creatures. Puddle creatures! Flying around at the speed of gravity. I'm very excited to see your art for the puddle creatures. I am gonna just, yeah, I'm gonna go to an AI art generator and see what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna try that myself. We're gonna, we're gonna let the AI take that one. No, I'm, I'm not. I do not have the skill for this. Nope. Uh, I imagine <laughs> okay. them looking a lot like uh, Chaos from uh, Sonic. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know who that. No. It, no. it is sort of like a watery like creature. I was thinking of. I don't remember what the. Sh the, the the monster movie which had the slime in it which does not narrow it down no uh, it had like the ant guy and then the girl the woman who could who turned giant at one point oh uh monsters versus aliens yeah you imagine him like bob I'm thinking this yeah thank you yes the indestructible gelatinous mass yeah, except maybe I don't. I don't think we ever established if they have like eyes or mouths or anything. Uh, I'm gonna say that they have liquid eyes. I I don't know. A part of me feels like they they look just like liquid and they just communicate with themselves through sounds, weird sounds that their bodies can make. Uh, and also they just see all over their body instead of with eyes. Cause if you, because I I just I hate when I watch. I don't like uh the animation style of uh, creatures with eyes that melt and then the eyes kind of just float there. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
So that's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, so I, if people cannot see, but I just sent her a picture of Chaos from Sonic. And it, uh, I imagine the eyes maybe looking something like this, just like liquidy eyes. And then just, just to go, uh, maybe a slightly different color. Maybe teal colored okay. eyes. I'm ready to end now. All right. I don't, I don't want to be looking at this thing anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I never thought that chaos was so uh, terrifying. No, it's not terrifying. Disturbing. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, disturbing. Giving the, the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, and with that, we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast there. We'll be we'll be back next week with another world, another prompt, and who knows what else? To be honest, we could go anywhere, uh, but we'll see you then. Bye.